You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello there, and now here's Jason. Hello, everybody. This is Jason Eagle, your Natural Health Authority, with another show today. Um, I'm here to announce that I'm going to be on a also a podcast. So let's talk about, like, I'm on Facebook Live right now, which is my Facebook page. You can go to Strategic Healing. Um, I then, then later post these radio shows on, uh, which is our videos, um, on my YouTube channel, which is Jason Eagle QRA. And I'm also going to be creating podcasts, which is, you can go to any podcast, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you find podcasts, and just put in Healing Matters. Healing Matters is going to be the name of the show. And that's how you can, because some people listen to radio, some people, you know, watch YouTube. Some people do Instagrams and Facebook. There's a lot of people that also do podcasts. And so I want to be there. I'll be wherever you listen to your podcast. There I will be. My office is Strategic Healing. I'm in Auburn Hills. My number is 734-985-5891 if you want to schedule a consultation or just call and talk. Um, and my website is strategichealing.us. Boy, that's lots of information. But that's how you can get a hold of me. That's how you can see me. That's how you can again and again, you know, rewind these shows. And what did he say? And because today is going to be a heavy duty show. Get your notebooks out. <laughs> get your glasses on. Get ready. Because today we're going to go into what makes QRA work from a scientific basis, meaning we're going to get deep into the science, which is all the scientists could kind of go, yeah, that explains it pretty well. And then we're also going to get into from the Christian perspective. What does the Bible say about it? What is Christianity? How does it view this? Because there's a lot of people that come from a perspective of going, that sounds a little woo-woo to me, and I'm going to stay away from that. That doesn't make sense. There's science that goes, I don't know anything about that, so I'm going to stay away from that. And then there's also spirituality and religion, um, Christianity in particular. That sounds a little bit out there, and I'm going to stay away from it because I'm afraid of that. I'm going to go through with the science. So there's science textbooks, textbook stuff in here. But there's also, get your Bible out. I will tell you exact scriptures on how to find this and where to find this so that you can answer to yourself that, like, this is not fake, this is real, and this is actually part of nature. This is a way of understanding, excuse me, your nature. What is my nature? What is the nature of what's going on with my body? What was my original nature? And how do I get back to that? What is natural for me? And how do I do it naturally? Because, you know, we have a Western system of, of medicine, okay? And Western medicine goes way, way back. And I'm not saying it's wrong, right? It, it, there's a place for it, but it doesn't, it's a tool that doesn't fit everything. And a ton of what, what we call drugs is based upon what's called chemistry. And did you know where the word chemistry comes from? It actually comes from the term Kemet. And it wasn't spelled with a C, it was spelled with a K. And ancient Kemet is, that's Egypt. That original, we call it Egypt now, but it was actually known as the uh, land of Kemet. And they invented chemistry, where we get the name chemistry, which is just the understanding of what are the elements? What are these things out in the world? And what do they do? 
And uh, if you go back to ancient chemistry uh, or chemit, they that's like, for instance, where we come up with the word mercury. Mercury is not only a planet out there, but it's a an element here. And the, they called it quicksilver because that's why they also called mercury, which is the the god mercury was he had wings on his feet and he was a messenger because it was a metal that moved quickly. It flowed because in a room temperature, it's a metal that's a liquid. So it's described as its properties, meaning it's quick and it's a silver, but it's so what they talked about in terms of chemistry is even like each uh, element has principles, but it also has characters. So they talked about it like it was like an animal or it was a person or it was a personality because it behaves certain ways. It wasn't necessarily that they were uh, animating it. Now, some did in terms of calling it this animal god or whatever, but that we're lost in translation. And when we look back at it right now, that's not how, what they were talking about. They show the pictures of the animals and the other things, but what they were really doing is talking about the character of what oxygen does, what sodium does, what gold does, what silver does, and not just on a principle in terms of what does it do as a ring? What does it do as a metal? Like iodine, iodine is a metal, it's a metal salt, but it's also, that's for our thyroid. I'll get later into all of this type of stuff. So this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority, and today is on what makes QRA, or there's other names for it, which is called MRT, muscle response testing, or muscle testing, or NRT, which is nutrient response testing. It's all the same thing in the sense of it's using your body. So the definition of what muscle response or QRA is, is a way of checking the energy flow within your body to discover what organs are under stress and need nutritional support and what kind of support they need. First, we will examine the scientific basis for exploring four premises which are foundational to the practice of QRA, quantum reflex analysis, muscle testing. We will cover atoms, <clears throat> electrons, electricity, and magnetism and see how these relate to the practice of muscle response testing. We will take the time to look through all of these things, including stuff from the World Big uh, Encyclopedia, medical texts, to help satisfy our questioning and sometimes unbelieving minds. We want to nail this phenomenon down as clearly and as authoritatively as we can from a scientific worldview. We will then go on to lay out a biblical and spiritual foundation for muscle response testing and the use of supplements and herbs. We will leave no doubt concerning the fact that muscle response testing, QRA, falls well within the confines of biblical and spiritual principles. I will take you through it with including all of the scriptures. Okay. So muscle response testing built on four premises. Premise one, your mind, which oversees con countless bodily functions every minute, minute every, eight, every day, knows what is good for your body and what is not. 100 trillion impulses per second. That's a lot. Travel between your mind and your body. Your nervous system transmits 100 trillion impulses per second. That's more than all the computers in the world put together. That is, that's one person per second. A lot going on inside of us. And that's all electromagnetic. Okay. Um, travel between your mind and your body. Obviously, you are not aware of most of these things. They are operating on the subconscious level. For example, your mind monitors every single detail of your body systems, regulating organs, glands, respiratory rate, heart rate, swallowing, blinking, water level in the body, digestion, etc. Premise two, your mind communicates with your body continuously through electrical, biomagnetic energy flowing through your nervous system. So you are not a car battery, but the same electricity in a car battery because electricity and magnetism is magnetism or whatever. Whether it's in a copper wire in your wall, that that's where your plug is, or it's inside your nerves, which is called a neuron. It's the same thing. Electricity and electromagnetic is what it is, whether it comes from non-living sources or living sources, which is biomagnetic. Bio means living. 
For example, when a medical doctor performs an electrocardiogram, he connects metal strips to the patient. These conduct electricity to the electrocardiograph, which in turn amplifies the currents and records them on paper or computer monitor as a series of wavy lines. This is a record of the electrical currents which control the patient's heart muscles. You are beaming these out. You're sending these signals. All it is is like an antenna, a wire that connects to you and it picks up what your body is doing. Conversely, an electroencephalograph is an instrument used to measure and record the electrical voltages produced by neurons, which are nerve cells in the brain. A recording of this electric, electrical activity is called an electro, electroencephalograph or an EEG. There's an EKG, which I talked before, or an EEG. A lot of times when people get their, you know, their yearly physicals, or let's say you hit your head, they will check your brain waves to make sure that you don't have brain damage. It is performed by medical doctors attaching electrodes to the patient's scalp. The current theory of this electrical energy is biomagnetic energy is the flow of positively charged ions, uh, ions flowing through one's nerve cells. So what they're picking up on. Another thing, like sleeping. So they talk about, like, how do you know when you're sleeping? So they say it's what's called rapid eye movement, meaning you can watch a person while they're sleeping. and How do you know they're dreaming? You see their eyes moving back and forth. However, you can hook up electrodes to the brain and measure things like these are the waves that the brain is producing. They're called alpha, beta, alpha waves, beta waves, theta waves. Basically, all this thing that attaches, it's not making it happen. It's just listening to it happen. So your brain is literally sending radio waves, alpha waves, beta waves. They're like a radio frequency. Beep, 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 beep. It's hammock. Your body living is producing that. Okay. Premise three, the sensors of your body can pick up and respond to sensations, which are vibrations and frequencies, even ones that we are not consciously aware of. For example, the nerves near your skin of your body can detect the vibrations of any substance or person that comes with near your body and communicates this information back to your brain. When you stop to think about most of us can sense the vibes in the air or even static electricity, like the hair raises up on your, uh, that's static electricity. But it's also when you feel like, ooh, you get scared, that hair that raises up, it's not because your muscles are doing it. It's because you've produced that static electricity charge in your body. You are producing and it goes zoop and it literally your, your electrical field goes boom and it grows because it, it's looking out for danger. It's looking to feel the room where you can't see. Okay. So there are certain people whom we feel in sync with and have an instant rapport. As soon as you walk in the room before you can feel it. And then there are those when we feel out of sync or we can't even stand to be around or you can tell when someone's angry. Our body is built with these things because we have these electrical energy sensors throughout our whole body. This is due to the part of our mind and body's ability to sense these unseen vibrations of, or energy and respond to them even though we're not consciously aware of them. That's Matthew 9.4. Go to that one and it'll tell you what that is. Premise four, MRT or QRA gives your mind a method of communicating what it knows back to you. For example, we've been told that we use less than 10% of our brains, right? Okay, muscle response testing, muscle testing gives the other 90% of your brain a way to communicate to you what it knows. Much of this knowledge is on a subconscious level. The art of muscle testing is like computer programming skill with a more sophisticated computer than any man could ever invent. As I said, trillions per second, more than all the computers put together. The value of muscle testing, the value of QRA. QRA is the easiest way available to customize the nutritional program for your specific individual needs at any specific point in time. If your body starts to weaken, QRA will tell you about it long before you experience functional breakdown of an organ. It's an early warning sign. If you've been experiencing a breakdown of your body, QRA can show you what you must do so your body's healing resources can speed you on the way of to recovery. The five stages of progression and nutrient deficiency are this. 
Number one, nutrient reserves are depleted in the body. You were supposed to get enough vitamin D. You didn't get it. You were supposed to get enough vitamin C or calcium or sodium or potassium. You didn't get it. There's a depletion in the nutrient from the body's tissues. If you don't get it, when you got it before and it's stored in the tissue, since you need it to live, your body will suck it out of the tissues. Okay, the, this depletion causes a biochemical changes which can be detected in the blood or urine. Okay, that's where we get into some blood testing and things like that. Depletion causes functional changes which are manifest as symptoms, fatigue, gas, distress, lack of concentration. Depletion causes anatomical changes, which so this is the stages, anatomical stages, which include changes in the skin, skeleton, tongue, and other parts of the body. Most doctors begin to diagnose at level five. We've not even got there yet. MRT or a QRA muscle testing can discover deficiencies at level one, way before it even starts, as soon as it becomes a deficiency. Okay, QRA, muscle testing, involves the patient in the healing process or the client in the healing process, allowing you to take a greater degree of responsibility for your own health. Many times we don't know exactly what to do to help our bodies get well. Through QRA, you will always know exactly what your body wants you to do to assist it in the healing process. Muscle testing helps enhance the placebo effect and a positive use of the placebo effect, which is if you believe it, good or bad, it will work. And if you don't believe it, it doesn't work very well. In fact, you can give people all the drugs you want, and if they don't believe it, or their system is set up against it, it won't help. It doesn't do anything. So because the client has felt his muscles become strong when the right nutrient is put in his hand or in the pouch, they have an intuitive belief within that this nutrient will help the body. This faith and belief aids in the healing process. When you believe it and your mind is set with it, it works better. It's like when they talk about like, you know, when you see like, um, let's say downhill ski racers at the top of the hill, before they do it, they visualize it, they see it, they see it and they go over it. They've done it many times, but they see it in their mind and they don't see themselves crashing. They don't see themselves, they see themselves being successful. They see themselves, and then that helps their body to respond it to it and react to it and believe it, okay? Um, because, uh, let's see, uh, they become strong. Um, this faith and belief aids in the healing process. The Bible says, according to your faith, be it unto you. Faith is a powerful force in promoting health, just as fear is a powerful force in promoting sickness. For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. This is Job 3.25. That's the same thing. If you believe it, then it will happen. What happens first? Do I see it when I believe it or do I believe it when I see it? Most people think, I'll believe it when I see it. But if you keep seeing, it's the other way around. You will see it because you believe it. Some scientific background on atoms, electricity, and magnetism as they relate to muscle response testing. Okay. Most of us need to review a bit of high school science in order to restore a basic understanding of the laws of science, which help us to understand and why we put a container of product in our hand or in a pouch and our bodies can instantly identify and respond to it. People go, oh, this doesn't make sense. Like, how does my body know? You're just sticking it in a pouch, which I'm wearing on. You didn't put it in my mouth. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. All right. Here we go. Everything is made of atoms, which contains electrons. That's what's in the pouch. That's the pouch itself. And that's what's in your body. Okay. Everything is made out of atoms, which contains electrons. Electricity is the movement of electrons or ions, which are charged atoms. This is these trillions of things that are going on inside of you all the time. Okay. Electricity creates a magnetic field. So you are a magnetic field. Just like they show the picture of the Earth with, let's say, the North Pole and South Pole, like a magnet, that's why a compass always points north, because there's this strong field that we're living in, and a strong field that we are, okay? Through induction, 
this magnetic field can influence nearby, objects nearby. Induction, I'll tell you a little bit. I just used induction last night. How did I charge my phone? I have that wireless charging. I put my iPhone on that pad and I don't have to plug it into uh, a cord anymore. It charges through the air. That's called induction. That's what our body does too. With this foundation, muscle response test testing will make sense. In the sections, we will talk about what this is. Everything is made out of atoms which can contain electrons. So everything is electrons. Okay, a muscle response thesis. Any supplement we put in our hand or in the pouch, which is, that's how I do it because you fill the pouch up. Anything we put in there has an electrical base and an atomic structure, which vibrates at its own unique frequency or frequencies. This frequency can be sensed by the nerves in our body and registered as something which strengthens us or weakens us. Everything around us consists of atoms. Atoms, in turn, are made of three main types of tiny particles, which really the particles are not even particles anymore. They're just waves, okay? But let's just, for standard physics, let's stick with the standard physics model. Tiny particles, electrons, protons, and neutrons. Both electrons and protons share an electric charge. An electron has a unit of a negative charge. A proton has a unit of a positive charge. And a neutron is neutral. It has no charge. So everything that is, is this triune. It's made out of three things. Just like the, the, the triune God, which is there's going to be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, okay? One and one is positive, one's negative, and one's neutral. That's the in between. We could also say there's like there's us. Okay, protons and neutrons on are protons and neutrons are heavier than electrons and are crowded into the nucleus, the central core of an atom. Electrons whirl around the nucleus. Einstein demonstrated at the core of all matter we find energy. That's E equals m c squared. E is energy equals mc, which is mass, times c, which is the speed of light squared. So energy is matter. Matter is energy. Okay. The mathematical tells us that um, uh, is therefore true, allowing us to define matter as terms of energy. We think matter is the thing. It's the ball but we don't see the energy that holds it all together. So energy is at the core of our universe and the core of all matter, which we are matter. Every element, that's why I named my, my show Healing Matters, because you matter and healing matters and it materializes. Matter is, you know, tell me what matters, all right? What's the matter with you? That means, what are you? The matter, and matter is actually energy. It's not the thing. It's the thing that makes the thing be the thing. Every element, nutrient, color, and word vibrates at its own specific frequency. We were told in the Bible that how did things become into being? God said the word. Now it says the word is a person. That's Jesus that came before everything. But the word is a vibration. Because like as I'm speaking words to you, I'm putting air through my vocal cords that vibrates my vocal cords. And each sound and syllable and everything is a frequency. It's a shape. And um, it really is a energy. Our body can readily identify any object placed against its skin or any color placed before its eyes or any word that comes to its ears according to its unique frequency. That's why you say good things to a person or you say bad things to a person. You treat a child horribly and call them, you know, bad and stupid. You're hurting them and you're hurting their cells, and you're hurting their own belief of their system. Whereas if you say, I love you, and I'm going to take care of you, and I believe in you, that builds up strength. And our brain being constant contact and control over every single aspect of the body can discern whether the object or color or word or energy will strengthen or weaken the body's processes. This is generally done on a subconscious level. Quantum mechanics goes into this, understanding quantum mechanics. I talked last week a lot about quantum mechanics, but so quantum mechanics shows that electrons and other atomic particles of matter are also associated with waves. These waves called 
called matter waves have specific wavelength, okay? Just like every radio station that is not, when you turn on your radio and what you hear is say like 103.5 or 98.6, that refers to, those numbers refer to how many troughs and waves. You're listening to that specific wave. Or is it a fast wave? So the higher the numbers, like 107.5, that's 107.5 ups and downs per second. Whereas 88.5 is 88.5 up, it's slower, okay? So but with inside of each one of these stations, these numbers with inside of this frequency, there's information. That's what that station you're listening to me on. And so within matter, with everything, everything's just broken up into frequencies, okay? So science help us understand that when we place an item in our hand or when we put it in the pouch during muscle testing, that item contains energy with a specific wavelength or frequency. Because let's say it has vitamin C that comes from, let's say, cherries and stuff like that. These are things that come from the world and the world makes them out of these atoms and electrons. And each one has their own specific frequency. Just like in a symphony, the flute section sounds different from the violin section and all of this other stuff. Now, a flute may play a, play me a C sharp on a flute. Now, play me a C sharp on that guitar. It's the same C sharp, but it doesn't sound exactly the same. It's the same note, but there's a frequency. There's a whole quality that's different. So that's what things are, is things are really have a different quality because their frequency is different. Okay. Um, the body senses this frequency and responds to it becoming stronger or weaker depending upon whether it's a frequency that the body needs or doesn't. Electricity is the movement or of electrons or ions. So let's say electricity in your wire, like, okay, water moving in a hose. There's actually water moving inside there, okay? And water squirting out the end. Whereas an electrical cord, meaning let's say it's a copper wire that has the plastic, there's nothing, you can't see anything moving, but yet electricity is coming out of that. So what is moving? There's nothing that you see moving because the metal stays there, but what's moving through it is a current. And that's these waves, that's these charges, these charged atoms or ions that are moving through. It's the same thing inside your body. That's why salt is so important. Electrolytes are so important because if your electrolytes get too weak or you don't have enough of that, then your electrical signal is unable to go through your, your body. Electricity creates a magnetic field. Every charged particle is surrounded by an electrical field. The space around the particle in which the charge has an effect. Okay, the region around a magnet. So now we're talking about magnetism. When you were a kid, you played with a magnet. You brought the two sides and they clicked together and then you flipped them over and then they push away from each other. The region around the magnet is, which is what's called the force of magnetism. It can be felt. So when you pull them where they want to attract, you can feel them pulling. And then when you flip it over, you can feel them push against that. If it's nothing, close your eyes and bring a south pole and a south pole of two magnets together and tell me when you're touching them. What will happen is you go, I think I'm touching, but you're not touching, but you're touching something that's invisible. What you're touching is a magnetic field. You can't see it, but it's there. A conductor carrying electricity is always surrounded by a magnetic field. You are electrical, so every cell in your body is electromagnetic. Since the core of elements is electrical energy, every element, which is every food, every herbal supplement, creates its own minute magnetic field, which can be measured and which extends about a, a little distance from around the uh, element. So like a magnet, you say, how big is that thing? But when you put it next to another magnet, you feel how big the, the invisible part of it is. And the invisible part is still part of it. It's just a, what you don't see. So through induction, this magnetic field can influence objects nearby. Charged particles exert a force on one another, even though they are not in physical contact. So like when you put a magnet on top of a table and you can stick another magnet underneath it and you can like make believe like that. When people say, I'm going to do magic, 
And it's like, I can move this with my mind. What they really do is they have a magnet underneath it. And it's the electrical or magnetic tendrils that are going through the wood or something like that, that then it's as if you're picking it up and moving with your fingers. This is what's called induction. Or like I said, which is I put my cell phone on a charging pad last night and the electrical magnetic field charged the battery. This is what's called induction. Okay, and when they're not even in physical contact, because of the electrical fields, for example, ions with unlike charges attract one another, and those with like charges repel one another. Electricity is sometimes classified as static electricity or current electricity. That's like when you rub the balloon on your hair and then it attracts to the wall because it's static electricity that that is it's these invisible tendrils that are grabbing onto the wall that's why the balloon doesn't fall to the floor it goes to the wall okay because you've created a static charge okay electricity is is okay but both are actually made of the same kinds of particles. Static electricity consists of electrons or ions that do not move. Current electricity, that's why it's static. It's static means it stays, stays in the same stasis. Current electricity is made out of a moving electrons, like what's happening in that wire. It's moving. Almost all, all electricity we use is current electricity, but it also produces a static field. You can generate static electricity, like I said, by combing your hair on a dry day and the little girl's hair goes up in space. Your hair loses its electrons and becomes positively charged. The comb gains electrons and becomes negatively charged. An object that has station, a, an object that has a stationary electric charge can charge another object by conduct, contact or induction. Charging, so like wireless charging I talked about. Okay? So again, this goes into how does the testing work? Why, when you tested my liver, did you put this vial that has some of the liver stuff in it? Why did you put it in a pouch? And why did that muscle now go strong? Basically, my body says, yes, I need that. When you hold a product in your hand for this muscle response testing, even in a plas uh, a plastic or glass container, it emits an energy field, which through induction interacts with the nerves in your hand or any part of your body, right? Because it's in your field. It's, it's in your pocket. It, right? The nerves transmit the frequency induced through the container to your brain. And within a split second, your brain or your whole field, it's your body brain has made a decision that the frequency will either strengthen or weaken your muscles. This conclusion is demonstrated by experiencing strengthened or weakened muscles throughout your body. So it's not just the muscle, your finger, I'm holding your hand and trying to, I'm having you make your middle finger and your thumb make an O-ring and I'm physically trying trying to pull that apart with like a pliers grip. And when you touch a part of your body, let's say, let's test your kidney, your right kidney. You touch a, a certain spot and I test you again and then it goes weak. If it goes weak, then that means your kidney is weak. So then I put some kidney nutrients and there's a whole bunch of different ones. I put it in a pouch and that's in your field. And now if that muscle goes strong while still touching the kidney, we basically said to the kidney, will this help? Is this what you're looking for? Are these the electrons? Are these the frequencies that you are missing? And if the muscle goes strong, then that means your body said, yes, put that in me, eat that, take that, right? Like, you know, uh, what is it? Alice in Wonderland, eat me. Basically, it's telling you, your body's saying, yes, I need some of that, okay? All right, so your brain has made a decision that it strengthens the muscle of your body. If you place, um, like I said, a metal ball with a, a, a piece of magnet underneath it, it's gonna be attracted, okay? So, this gives you a basic scientific scientific understanding of how and why muscle response or QRA works. What happens when you touch a point on your body? With muscle testing, you can touch many different specific areas of the body to determine the energy flow within that body. A person comes in with a hurt knee. Can you test my knee and tell me what's wrong with my knee? When you use the strategy of touching a muscle response point, meaning 
touching, let's say, a liver point or a stomach point. You're connecting with your energy field in that particular area of your body. It's like plugging the wire into it. And your body gives you a response based upon how that particular organ is doing, whether it is stressed or it is normal. If it is stressed and receiving an extra shot of energy to keep it going, when you add your energy to the field by touching it, it blows the circuits. That's what makes it go weak. Okay, giving the signal that this particular organ is under stress. If the organ is not stressed, the addition of your extra energy, meaning you touching it and putting energy into it, will not be enough to blow the circuits. Thereby, how do I know an organ is fine and we don't have to do anything to it? The muscle stays strong. Okay, then we can move on. Right? So this is a way of testing it. We already know that the body has electricity flowing through it. That is why doctors can perform an EKG successfully. Or that's why when a person's heart stops, you hook the, you shock them with the paddles, which is just an electrical current and boom, their heart starts up again because their heart has an electrical rhythm. It jump starts through electricity. So that in itself tells us that we are electricity. Okay? So we have a weak magnetic field around us, which can be probed and tested. These are even, there are even instruments that can do this. When we're doing MRI, that's what MRI is, is it's literally making your magnetic poles go back and forth. And then it translates that because you're sent inside a big circular magnet and a huge circular magnet is spinning around you, which causes all your, your magnetic fields to go back and forth and back and forth. And then they can then through a computer, turn that into an image, okay? Curly in photography um, can show this too, okay? Or the painters of the Middle Ages often saw this field and reacted to it as halos over the saints. There was a, a, a movie called Saint Elmo's Fire, which is, you know, guys out in sailors would know when they would come to a certain storm or something like that, the top of their mast would glow, why? Because that's a plasma ball. It creates a plasma ball field because they are inside a static field. And so the top of their wooden mast would glow as if it's like a glowing light. This is not woo-woo. This is not, this is true science. It's because they, the field is generating this charge, which then causes an emanation, right? So this is all around us. This is our body. Frequency and bodily organs. For example, Example, an organ or gland in your body contains a concentration of a particular mineral or nutrient. This mineral concentration gives every organ and gland in your body its own specific rate of vibration or frequency. For instance, the thyroid is an iodine organ. The heart is a potassium organ. The stomach is a sodium organ. The liver is an iron organ. The prostate is a zinc organ, etc., 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 because that's what these body parts are made out of. There's higher concentrations of zinc in the prostate. So when a person gets a zinc deficiency, and then there's a whole bunch of other things, but that one in particular, if I have a person that has prostate problems that mean the guy that has to get up and pee five times a night, if I put him on zinc, then he gets better, meaning I don't have to get up all night long. And, and when I go pee, it comes out as a nice strong stream. That's because the reason that the prostate became swollen, which was pincing on the urethra, is because it didn't have enough of zinc, which is a metal. So again, it's just dummy, stupid, easy, which is if the body says, I don't have this, if you gave that to me, and then the body part responds or these organs respond, then you know that it's because of a deficiency. You replace the deficiency, fix the problem, okay? God has designed all of these bodily organs to play together as a wonderful orchestration. Each organ becomes tuned to its own frequency. If the thyroid gets out of tune, you have a thyroid problem. Iodine retunes the thyroid to a proper function, especially living iodine, which comes from seaweed. So like the xenostat that I use, it's four different types of seaweeds, kelp, bladder rack, Spanish moss, and iris moss. These things are awesome because they are plants that grow in the sea, which is that's where the iodine is. So the iodine is infused in a living cellular structure. So when you take it, your body doesn't have to break it up and turn it into another type of living structure. It already is. And it comes from the sea, which has all of the energies in balance. Okay. 
thus restoring its function. Iodide normalizes the thyroid. If the thyroid frequency is too fast, it tunes it down. If it's too slow, it tunes it up, okay? It's what's called an adaptogen. In this way, foods and the nutrients in them restore your body to health. The person with a thyroid problem would therefore want to feed their body a plant which is high in iodine, such as kelp and blah, 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 all these things I talk about. You could grow your own herbs. Most of our lives are too busy for that. Therefore, rather than needing to go to the field to pick the plant, the plant has been harvested by the herb company, Premier Research Labs. They source it from all over the world, and then they test it to make sure it is what it is through genetic testing, spectrograph. They also make sure it doesn't have any toxins in it. It's the cleanest. It's the best. It is what it is. It is what you planned on buying. Okay, then you take it into your body and now it, but it's in a concentrated form, which is more than you could probably ever eat, thereby replacing that deficiency. The body makes it easier to get uh, restorative qualities and the quality nutritional substance in our bodies. Man was made from the dust, the elements of the ground, the plants which grow soaking up the elements of the ground, retune the organs in our body to their proper frequencies. That's why beets provides lots of iron. Beets are really good, as well as liver is really good for iron because it's an iron organ. It's an iron plant. There's lots of iron that's inside of beets. Okay, The Bible says he causes the grass to grow and the cattle and the herbs for the service of humanity. That solves one of Psalms 104, uh, 14. It often takes about three months to restore a deficiency. Although you may experience some symptomatic relief a few days or weeks, you should expect to add an extra month for healing for every year you've been sick. Herbs work, herbs and natural nutraceuticals work slower than pharmaceutical, which is chemistry, chemit, uh, which are often derivatives of the herbs. But again, now they're, they're petroleum products. They're fake. They're not really that. These herbs, whereas the herbs and plants are God given to us as food and they are non-toxic. Why do you want to go natural? Because it's non-toxic. Okay. Biblical principles which relate to muscle testing. All right. So, you know, biblical spiritual understanding of the principles involved in the practice of muscle testing have become comfortable that the phenomenal, uh, phenomenon of this muscle respect, uh, uh, clearly falls within the biblical framework. No one's just explained it to you. Um, again, like I said, in quantum physics, it's we, you know, scientists that say that they don't believe in God. Well, and then the Bible says it doesn't believe in science. It's written in there. You just don't have to know how to read it. Like it said, the quantum physics says, where did the big bang came from? The big bang came from, came from the big word, the word, which is a frequency went out. And that word is still going out. And that's a vibration. That's a frequency. So everything came from frequency and everything is. And then the quantum physics, which is the invisible world, the Bible says the things that are are made are made of the things that are not, which you can't see them. The things that you see are made of this invisible, invisible energy source. And that's where it comes from. Okay. Um, basically, why is that person dancing out there? Because there's a song going on and they're dancing. And even if that song's just in their head, that's what they're dancing to. Okay. Okay. So now let's get into some of this where we get into, this is all about God's creation. Okay. God spoke the words into being. All matter came originally from spiritual energy. Therefore, spiritual energy is the foundation of, ma of matter. Right? Did I explain that? This corresponds exactly with what quantum physics has discovered. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. That's Genesis 1-3. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Like this is Genesis 1-6. That's also in the air. People go, there's no water. Yes, there is. Put your dehumidifier. That's it. And why is the land, is the water, meaning when you look out at a flat, like the ocean, why is it flat and why is it separate from the, uh, the air that's in between? And then why is there clouds up there? There's waters up there too. So people go, oh, that Bible that said that there's water. Okay, hello, there's oceans of water. Have you heard that there are huge blocks of ice the size of buses that are floating up in, in the sky? Literally, a bus should fall down to the ground. A big block of ice should fall down, but it's being suspended up in, in the air up there in the high atmosphere, and that's where the water is. There's water up there, and there's water down here, and there's water in the middle. 
Okay, and God said, let the waters under heaven be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. That's Genesis 1.9. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word and power, which he had by himself purged our sins and sat down by the right hand of God. That's Hebrews 1.3. Man is created from the dust of the earth. The dust is made up of the atoms which are held together by God's energy. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Genesis 2.6. Okay. God gave man the herbs of the earth to sustain himself. Those foods and herbs which grow from the soil bring with them the nutrients from the soil which strengthen and restore the organs of the body. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree, and in which the, is yielding the fruit yielding seed, for it shall be your meat. Okay, Genesis one twenty nine. And the fruit thereof shall be the meat, and there the leaf thereof for medicine, Ezekiel 47, 12. God breathed into man the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. So mankind has an additional energy from God. God is spirit, and he created mankind with spirit also. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, Genesis 2, 7. Okay, so we're now getting into when you really look at the Bible, it does not make, it does not disagree with what physics or what science, that's all just like, that's, that's nonsense. And again, especially now the top physicists go, there is God. I, I don't know if I want to call him your God or whatever, but there is an intelligence that formed this. There is an intelligent thing that formed this and it's energy and it looks like the energy is intelligent. There's intelligence in the energy and the energy is communication and we are living within a communication field. So can you communicate with your body? Can you also communicate with your original design? Meaning God put in a playbook and saying, just stick with this, right? And if we don't follow it, then we suffer the results from that. And what is the biggest thing? We die for what? Because of age? No, we die for lack of knowledge. And what's the biggest lack, lack of knowledge? Knowledge of yourself. Knowledge of what I should be eating, what I shouldn't be eating, what I should be thinking, what I shouldn't be thinking. You know, all of these things. You just don't know what you're doing. So the QRA is a way of being able to tap into your hand, into your body, into all of these things and say, all right, what does it say? Now we get into people go, this sounds kind of new agey to the to me. Is muscle testing evil? Occasionally you will hear the charge that muscle testing is evil, new age or witchcraft. And answering this charge, okay, I ask, what methodology does the person making the accusation use for discovering truth? And did they apply this methodology to the specific issues before making their negative claim? Okay. Again, it's outside of my knowledge base. Therefore, it must be evil. Let me tell you one of the things which is, um, I forget a question here. I'll come to it. Okay. Uh, the Bible teaches us about discovering truth. Okay. And again, don't judge it before you've looked into it. Right. And there is a way of looking into it. And again, when people say as far as Christians, which is if it's in the Bible, fine. If it's not, again, they just didn't know how to read this and match this up with the scriptures as well as science and say, you know what? They're saying the same thing, just in a different type of story or language. But the essence is the same thing. And in fact, many times the sciences, when you look at quantum physics or even just standard chemistry, it says the exact same thing. So it's not non-scientific. It is scientific. Okay. In Corinthians 1.17, the Bible and the most up-to-date science, which is E equals MC squared and blah, blah, both confirm that energy is at the core of the universe. The energy of God holds this universe together. In fact, within atoms, which is, the as I said, the electron is spinning around the proton and neutron. And it looks like it's trying to get away. Why is it held in place? It's being, it, because you can't make the electron go into the proton. It won't do that. It will stay away from it. But it's also attracted to it. This space that's in between is what's called latent energy. And there's so much, like in a hydrogen atom, which is, 
protons and neutrons, and then one electron spinning in. There's this empty space. And in this empty space is a ton of energy. I, I couldn't even go into telling you how much. There's so much energy all around us. Okay. All right. Standards for judging which is fearful use and which is not taught in scripture. Okay. So many people, this is what they say. Okay. This is why I, I don't like it, Jason. I don't know about, and I'm very wary about that. Okay. First thing that they say, they say, heathens do it. So it must be bad. Okay. Let me say this. Okay. God talks about this. It says, God reigns on the just and the unjust, Matthew 5, 45. Moses received wise counsel from his father-in-law Jethro, a heathen, and acted upon Exodus 18. Daniel spent three years being trained in Nebuchadnezzar's court, learning the literature and language of the Chaldeans, Daniel 1, 4. And yet God gave him knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams, Daniel 1, 17. God can overlay your learning with an anointing of the Holy Spirit and help you see things others don't see. This will cause your superiors to be impressed with your knowledge and performance. Daniel 1.19. That answers that. Number two, it is Eastern, like, you know, Japanese, Chinese, Indian. It's Eastern, so it must be bad. Okay, let me remind you this. Jesus was not a Westerner. <laughs> Jesus was Middle Eastern, Okay. It involves spiritual encounter, so it must be bad. The Bible is full of spiritual encounter. Your life is full of spiritual encounter. This is a spiritual experience. Even science in terms of quantum physics, that's what they say. This is, this is spiritual. This is a spiritual energy. There's an intelligence to this, okay? Okay, it's new and different, so it must be bad. The only constant is change. Nowhere does the Bible teach that is necessary evil, that new is necessarily be evil. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? That's Isaiah 43, 19. Jesus even said to his disciples, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. You just don't have the understanding. You don't have the intelligence yet. John 16, 12. I don't understand it, so it must be bad. Trust in the Lord with all in thine heart and lean not unto, thy, not unto thine own understanding and always acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Don't worry about it. Like God will, doesn't fault you for trying, doesn't fault you for questioning. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. If people make money from the idea, it must be bad. Okay. The workman is worthy of his hire. Okay. Matthew 10, 10. That's why it's right to pay me. Because this is what you don't know. Again, like an electrician. Hey, I, something's wrong with the electricity in this house. Can you come? You pay him to figure it out. And especially if they figure it out and it makes it better, then great. That's a worthy service. I'm not sure about it, so I will call it evil. Whoa, uh, this is what I was going to say. Meaning, before you judge it, saying, hey, this is who it came from. That guy's got tattoos all over him. How can that be? Again, th this is where... The Bible says this, woe unto them that call in the woes. <laughs> Be very careful about the woes. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's Isaiah 520. It is serious sin to call things evil. Sin just means it's wrong. It's, just, it, you know, and it's going to just come back and bite you. It doesn't hurt me. doesn't hurt. And it only hurts you. Is evil to call things evil which are not and to call things good which are not. That's the world we're living in right now. They call it good, but it's so we know it's not. And but again, how many people are deceived by this? Especially, and I'm here taking doing the showing to let you know that I am not a deceiver and and I'm uh, I'm helping you to kind of show that we were all deceived about a whole bunch about what we don't know our bodies are, what the basic, what's right under your feet, which is your own feet. Okay, especially if we are teachers and passing our careless judgments to others, a person telling another person or these websites that say, beware of this QRA stuff, which is uh, it looks like it's quackery. Again, woe unto them, because, again, the science is there. And forget about the science. When people do what I tell them to do or what their body told me to tell them to do, they go home for a month, they do this stuff, and they come back and they go, you know what? I feel better. You know what? This is working better. And it's natural. And it goes back to the natural world. 
The fearful pull back. Fear is a motivating force which is used effectively in people. The Bible makes it abundantly clear that perfect love casts out fear. 1 John 4, 18. Spirit-filled Christian will be moved by faith, joined by an aggressive, aggressive commission of Jesus Christ to the disciple of all nations. Matthew 28, 19. Okay? The fearful of afraid, uh, the fearful are afraid of everything new, of every challenge and the forces around them that they can't control or understand. In their fear, they generally come against all new ideas, cower at every new challenge and hide from the powerful forces they assume are hostile. Only those who seek truth find truth. Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Pure in heart. Could it be that simple? Could it be that we were told wrong? Could it be something that the truth is really right in front of my face? Pure in heart, like a child is. That's what he says. You don't come to me unless you come to as a heart of a child. But woe unto those that would deceive a child. Okay, And that's why I'm going over this with all of you on both sides to show that this is not deception. What it is, is, is what's the difference between a truth and deception? Can you prove it? Can you prove it in this realm, this realm, and this realm? Meaning in the scripture, in the science, and in the empirical evidence of does it make sense and does it make a difference? And does it lead back to God's natural creation? I'm leading us back to God. I do it myself. Getting back. You can't go wrong by going back to God's natural creation. Okay? Some people do not have a pure heart. Instead, they hunger and thirst to prove others wrong. Okay. For example, one gentleman who's in charge of producing a major medical bulletin for well-known and well-respected evangelical Bible teacher evaluated modern alternative medical approaches and he offered the comment. I started out to prove that the alternative methods were quackery and I found that they were a cult. Oh, well, when you start out with an objective of proving someone wrong, you have begun your search with impure motives and your search for truth will not be fulfilled. You have taken an adversarial attitude in your heart, which is strictly forbidden in the scripture's. Okay? That's and it says that Matthew 13:39, Revelation 12:10 and 11, okay? We're forbidden to do that, okay? The Obrians, okay, these were a culture of people. And Brian basically is a, a, a scripture that stands for a donkey out in a field. A donkey is eating things, and they are eating some things that is good and tender and juicy and good and some things that are briars. And if they only would sit and nibble the good stuff, it would take them forever, and they would get hungry and they die of starvation. So what they do is they take a mouthful, and that means it includes some of the bad and some of the good, and they chew it and chew it and chew it. And in their mouth, they separate the good from the bad, and then they spit the pits out, spit the burrs out before they swallow it and only swallow the good. But it happens because they chew on it. They meditate on it. They don't judge it before it comes in. And that's what it talks about being a Brian, which is they heard a new, when they, a Brian's heard a new teaching, they did not try to prove it wrong. They tried to prove it right. That is Acts 17, 11. Let us be more noble minded as the Abrians were and seek to prove people right. Seek to prove this right. Seek to prove me right. Seek to prove natural health right, not wrong. Many people who call themselves Christians or Bible believers try to prove all alternative approaches to medicine are false and that the allopathic approach to medicine or the chemist chemistry or pharmaceutical or pharmacopoeia, which actually the original word means magic. Pharmacopoeia, was that was the witch's, witch's brew. If you go back to the original word, so what's quackery? And I'm not calling drugs quackery. It's just that's the origin of that word. Okay. You didn't know that. Okay. Okay, that uh, use traditional doctors today, which focuses on the use of drugs, is the only biblical approach to medicine. Okay, so people that say, I'm only going to be in that camp. Okay, be ready for a deep deception in that too. Because we all know grandma was on this, and then she went on this, and then she went on this. And then next thing we know, it's eight to ten medications, and she's getting worse and worse. And in fact, they messed up and they died. Right. This is in my own family. Somebody there was a mistake. You cannot mistake make mistakes like that with this type of treatment, with this type of of understanding and usage. The herbs and the plants and the natural nutraceuticals and foods 
can't hurt you. They can only help you. Okay. Hopefully these are a few thoughts that will help you thinking and help you understand processing these new ideas. If I'm new to you, this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. Until next time, hopefully you are able to get through with this. Until next time, bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. High energy, healthier life naturally. As a certified practitioner in multiple healing modalities, Jason creates a finely tuned and highly personalized program just for you that will get you back to living your best life. Get started today by calling 734-985-5891 to make your appointment or go online to strategichealing.us. Strategic Healing is located at 2545 North Opdyke Road, Suite 106A in Auburn Hills. Ask the Experts with Jason Eagle of Strategic Healing can be heard every Wednesday at 1 p.m. right here on WRDT, the Word Station. Okay, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Facebook. Thanks a lot, YouTube. Thanks a lot, uh, uh, podcast, or whoever you hear me. Um, again, my number is 734-985. If you want to call me and, and schedule an appointment or even just talk about some of this stuff, because I can do a free 15-minute uh, appointment, which can get you a really long way. 15 minutes is a lot of being able to kind of figure out where to start and what to do. That's what I do. So till then, bye-bye.